Fueled by the Outdoors, your source for hunting, fishing, archery, and all things outdoors. Brought to you by the Elite Outdoors. Welcome to Fueled by the Outdoors. I'm your host, Rick Cates. And today, Chris is not with me. Actually, um, he is currently at home. We normally do these... um, over the internet anyways, because we're in two different states and it makes it a little bit hard to do them face-to-face most times. And obviously with the pandemic going on, it's been a little tough to have a lot of these face-to-face. But with that being said, he has actually caught the Rona and is taking a week off due to um, scheduling issues and things like that. So if you keep him and his, your family him and his family in your thoughts and prayers. It'd be great and uh, send some good vibes their way. I know that, uh, you know, getting any sickness isn't great. And quite honestly, um, this one takes a toll on everybody differently. And, you know, whether you like to believe in it or not, it's real. And just uh, make sure that you're um, being mindful of your surroundings and that kind of stuff. If you're out and about and keeping yourself self safe and healthy. So um, that being said, we have a few things that we are going to go over today. Normally I would do like a conservation podcast or something like that if Chris isn't here, but today I actually thought more along the lines of uh, we're ending the seasons. And I know a couple podcasts ago, I don't, I said, I feel like that my outdoor season never ends. It's kind of like just one big, long, continuous line. So I was going to go into conservation stuff, but then I thought, no, like what, what's, what's going on right now in terms of your outdoor life and things like that. And once deer season kind of ends in Ohio, Kentucky ended on January the 18th, Ohio still got a couple weeks left. Um, and then we have some outdoor activities and pursuits you can still go after small game you know squirrels rabbits that kind of stuff and waterfowl certainly still is in as well so i thought the perfect thing to go over is something that i like to do after the entire you know outdoor year at least hunting year is done in my mind and that is take inventory and by taking inventory i mean i go through I break down all my bags. I break down all my equipment. I look to see what I have and I don't have from the season. And this is kind of an important thing because sometimes you'll find out you have a lot more stuff than what you actually have. And it necessitates, you know, you kind of looking at things a little bit differently for the upcoming season and the upcoming year. This allows people to plan ahead for the following year too. So, Um, I guess I'll go ahead and get started with that. Biggest thing being is getting everything kind of laid out. So finding a room in your, you know, house, apartment, um, your domicile, wherever you you live. Uh, All my stuff is in my basement. I have like an outdoors area where I keep all my stuff. I've got my shelves and I've got um, my fishing rods and, you know, all my outdoor equipment set up there, all my totes where I put all my hunting clothes and that kind of stuff. So the first thing that I like to do after I've got everything laid out is I'll take any hunting clothes that I have and I'll do a final wash with them. So what I'll do is I'll get like 
scentless stuff and uh, scentless fabric softener, whatever the heck it's called, uh, soap. And then I will do a final wash and then I'll throw it all in the totes after it's all dried. That way it stays sealed up and it's not going to get all those extra smells and that kind of stuff. Uh, through the rest of the year. So after I've after I've got all that done, I put it in totes, and I've got like three or four totes. I've got it all broken down and labeled. Um, this is also something that you should probably look into if you uh, haven't already done it, is labeling your stuff so you're also finding everything um, so you're not digging through camo looking for blaze orange or digging through blaze orange trying to find camo if you have the ability and the storage availability to do this kind of stuff. I've got all mine marked with um, lettering on the outside of the totes. I have camo, bibs, coveralls, blaze, uh, heavy blaze orange, and then light blaze orange. And the reason why I divide that up is it makes it easier for small game hunting earlier in the year. It makes it easier to have my deer stuff separate from my turkey stuff and all those different things. Obviously, I'm not wearing blaze orange in the turkey woods, but it's helpful to have everything kind of broken down and allow for that. So after I've done that, I take any bags that I have that need to be washed and I will, you know, either throw them, you know, mo most bags are washable. I'll, I'll try to do the same thing scentless. I'll throw that in there. If there's blood stains or stuff on them, I'll try to scrub it out just to be able to get a little bit of stuff out of it. And it helps just kind of keep the integrity of the pack. You know, sometimes if, you know, a, a lot of people will just kind of throw their stuff around and say, oh, you know, it's it's just a bag. Well, you know, those bags sometimes cost upwards of you know, $300, $400. You want to make sure you're taking care of your equipment so it keeps the integrity of it so it's not an issue. And then what I've done in my basement is I have a rack where I have all my backpacks hung up high that way I can look at them I can see them see which ones I need to take and I have them kind of broken down in terms of like I have a turkey backpack I have a reindeer backpack I have a hiking backpack I have my scouting backpack and then I have um, my fishing backpack and that, that just helps me kind of know which place everything goes at the end of the season so that kind of rolls into all the stuff that you typically have in a hunting bag at the end of the year, your knives, your gloves, your masks, all that kind of stuff. Now, gloves and masks um, will typically get washed, and I'll throw those. Um, I have a separate box for those where I'll, I will keep that in an airtight box that way that they're not getting all that smell and, and gross stuff on it uh, during you know the uh, sitting in a basement for the entire year. What I'll then do is I have boxes for my knives. And something that I think is important is at the end of every season, looking at your knives and sharpening them. You know, some of you would say, well, why, why would you do that? Well, one, you never know when you're going to need it. Too oftentimes, like, you know, I've done it in the past where I think, oh, this knife is sharp. And I'll go down, I'll grab it. And I'll go to be deboning something, even, you know, something simple. And it's, you know, it's bird edge or it's got something wrong with it. <clears throat> a good thing to do is to either have a whetstone or if you have, I have a work sharp um, knife sharpener that I keep in my garage so I can go through. I can keep all my knives sharp, including my kitchen knives. And that allows me to at least have all my knives sharp at the end of the season. So... There's no worry about it the start of the next season. The other thing to kind of look at is um, 
making sure your knives are clean. I know people will oftentimes not clean their knives. They'll just throw them back in their pack with you know blood on them. Again, fat, that kind of stuff. You want to keep the integrity of the knife, and it you know fat gets rancid. That stuff gets gross on there, and you don't want bacteria growing in there with your stuff and <clears throat> getting all nasty. You know, knives in one box, gloves and masks. Then I take all my calls, and I have that in a separate box. Now, different people do this different ways. Some people break down all their turkey calls. Um, all their deer calls, all their duck calls, all their geese call, goose calls. Um, you know, I, I, I put them all in one box. I try to keep them separated a little bit within the box so I know where I'm grabbing, you know, grunt tubes or box calls or mouth calls or, you know, whatever it may tend to be. Um, it also is a good way of needing something to do. We talked about this last week where you can practice turkey calling. You just go down, grab a call. You're not searching through any of your backpacks or your coats or that kind of stuff from turkey season to figure out where the heck it's at. You know, that that's just another small piece of making sure you're organized and you're up for your next hunt. Now, I personally, and I, I, I'm bad about this, I'll leave stuff in bags during the season. Um, if I was better about it, I might take it out. I might, you know, keep in mind what I, you know, want to keep in my pack and those types of things. And everyone's got a different way of uh, keeping stuff in their packs and everyone's got different packs through the deer season, turkey season, you know, small game, whatever. But there's certain things that I feel like are, are helpful to have in that and just to kind of be mindful of and go through and check. Another would be a first aid kit. You never know when you're going to need one, and it's an important thing to kind of just have in your backpack uh, as you're out doing stuff. So, you know, that that's another thing to check. Do you have Band-Aids? Do you have gauze? Do you have medical tape? Do you have, you know, uh, super glue? Uh, all these little things that you might have used during the season and you go and grab it at the start of next season and you put in your pack not thinking and then you're out in the woods, you cut your hand. I don't have any band-aids, I don't have any gauze, I don't have any medical tape. That's an important thing to be uh, cognizant of as you are packing your stuff up and you're, you know, you're doing that at the end of the season. So that all leads into... Um, other other types of things that I like to do at the end of the season with the breakdowns. I've already went over cleaning, went over backpacking, uh, getting all your backpacks and stuff broken down, getting all your stuff organized and making sure that you can see it uh, it is really important. That that's that's a big part of this is making sure that you can see so you're not again just blindly digging through totes and that kind of stuff. Um, something that I found was helpful this year was I bought a um, or I didn't buy it, I, I found it, it was given to me, uh, a big steel framed rack, and I put all my stuff on there, and it's helpful because I can see it all right in front of me. It allows me to have everything that I need right there, and I don't have to worry about where things are going to be at. So that leads into one of the more important things is, is like clothing's great, um, calls are great, all that kind of stuff, but you need to make sure your weapons that you're going to be using are in proper working order. So something that I do at the end of the season and, um, you know, I, I think it's important right now, especially is, um, ammunition, um, taking an inventory of what you actually have versus what you actually need. You know, I've been 
beating this drum for probably three or four weeks now because you can't find ammo anywhere right now because there's a shortage. Going through and seeing what you need for the next season. If your next season is going to be turkey, it may be good to start looking in early January at this point this year. So you have those things uh, the time April comes around because you're going to want to be sighting in your gun as well. And some of those, you know, TSS loads, um, Longbeard XR, you know, whatever you tend to shoot, you want to make sure that that stuff's going to be available for you uh, when you need it. Don't be the guy that goes two days before turkey season and says, oh, I need to go get ammunition, and then there's nothing there for you. So that's an important thing, and I, I found this out earlier this year. I thought I was almost out of muzzleloading sabots, and I was cleaning out my ammo stuff, and I found three boxes of sabots that I had no idea that I had in this organization phase. So <clears throat> it's important always to just be mindful and you know, keep an eye for that kind of stuff and what you have. And it's helpful to kind of break that down so you know that you have shotguns, uh, shotgun ammo over here, you have rifle ammo over here, you have muzzleloading stuff over here, you have handgun ammo over here. Um, I have different ammo boxes that I keep everything in that go in a larger ammo box. Uh, that way I know where everything's at. It also is a safety thing, helps keep things locked up and allows for that to not be, you know, got into by you know, kids or anything along those lines. We want to make sure that we're keeping our stuff safe. So that brings me to uh, if you're gun hunting at all through the winter months and you're still out and about, you tend to, you know, do things a little bit later in the year. So like around February, uh, it's a good idea to, you know, once a year, break down your guns, uh, look at them, make sure everything's going through all right with them. Pull out the um, the manuals for them so you can put them back together correctly. Give them a good cleaning, thorough cleaning, and make sure that they're oiled and that they're, you know, the way that they need to be. Again, you, want, you don't want to compromise the integrity of something that you're going to be using to go out in the field with, and you're going to want to be able to keep it in tip-top shape. So look up stuff online. You know, after every hunt, I oil, I oil my gun just to make sure to prevent rust, especially if it's raining or that kind of stuff. You want to make sure that everything is, you know, looks good on it. You know, a simple, small uh, nylon brush, uh, wire brush, and all that kind of stuff. I keep that kind of stuff in my muzzle loading, my muzzle loading kit for the purpose of making sure that it's, you know, completely cleaned out. And, you know, normally when I'm muzzleloader hunting, it is raining or snowing or it's, it's, it's damp. It's not something that, you know, is dry weather. So you're going to want to be able to keep that clean and make sure that everything's not rusted. So the important part of all this is, again, just take care of your weapons. We're actually going to have Aaron Satterfield, uh, who's on the field by the outdoors, uh, film team. Uh, he is a member on the page and he is a gunsmith. Uh, we're going to have him on next week to talk to us a little bit about proper gun care as you go through the year. It's really important, um, especially for guns that you're banging around, uh, you know, later in the year, um, duck hunting, especially you want to make sure that you're taking care of those guns because you're paying a lot of money. You don't want something to jam or to go bad uh, when you're in a, a situation that you want to you know, have success in. 
and you don't want to be, you know, you don't want to pull your gun out and have, you know, your um, firing mechanism locked up on you for the next year or something like that. But again, that would be taking the opportunities and making sure that your things are <clears throat> correctly working before the season begins too. So that's something that I like to do uh, at the end of every season is just take take my uh, guns, you know, get them cleaned up, make sure that they're all in a good spot and, and look at them appropriately. The other thing to look at uh, at the end of the season is if you're planning on making uh, any modifications to your guns, uh, if you're doing anything differently. So something that I'm doing differently is my traditional bird gun is also my turkey gun. I've decided that I'm going to go ahead and just make that my turkey gun. Uh, you know, I've got a red dot sight. I'm getting a Picatinny help on the top of it. And I am, you know, getting a new choke. So that those are things to kind of look for. You may find them on sale because, you know, it's on its way out and new things are coming in. So watch sales at companies, you know, Bass Pro, Cabela's, online, you know, any stores that you could possibly think of may have this type of stuff available. You know, with the pandemic going on, it's been a little hit or miss because gun parts are kind of hard to find. Also, with the change in administrations, um, people bought up a lot of ammo, bought up a lot of guns and that kind of stuff. And it's hard to find it right now uh, due to supply chains and other things that have, uh, people are worried about. So, you know, just keep that in mind. If you're looking at making changes, make sure that you... Do it far enough in advance that it's not going to affect you poorly when the new season that you're intending to use said weapon for comes around. So the 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 other thing that I like to do is I like to make sure that my bows are all in working order and that kind of stuff. Now, um, Chris will tell you, you know, you need to keep your bow in tip-top shape every uh, you know all the time. Chris also shoots competition archery. Um, I don't. I I am more of a lay person with a bow. Uh, I will make sure that all my strings are okay. I'll give it a look over. I have a bow shop that I'll go to where I will, you know, go earlier in the year versus later in the year, get my tune-up done, make sure everything's fine there. But also this gives you an opportunity to look at broadheads, arrows, anything that you need to start looking at now for next fall. Um, you, know, you can find broadheads on sale. You can look to buy new arrows and have them built so you can get them, you know, honed in a lot earlier in the year <clears throat> versus later in the year when you're, you know, trying to sight in your bow 10 days before bow season. Don't be that guy. Don't be that girl. Allow yourself that time and allow yourself that ability to get everything in line a lot earlier. You'll, you know, a, a, a little bit of time up front, a little bit more time up front is going to give you a lot more time in the woods at a better clip and is going to be a lot less frustrating as you progress through your season. So I take inventory of all that. I look at my crossbow, make sure the limbs are okay on that, make sure that that doesn't need new strings or cables or anything like that. Make sure I have, you know, uh, you know wax for the strings and all those different things. And make sure I have my crossbow bolts too. Make sure I have crossbow, make sure I have broadheads for my crossbow. These are all important things just to kind of take into when you're taking that inventory and preparing for next season. Now, that all being said, um, this also leads me to something that most fishermen that I know do, and we get made fun of a little bit for this, is 
I take inventory of all my fishing stuff. I go through all my boxes. I rearrange stuff. I look to see what will work better. I make sure um, the line on my reels are good. If I need to oil them, I oil my reels. I will look to see if I am missing any certain baits and I will use this time to look online for that kind of stuff because that, that's an important thing. Because when you're getting into really early spring and you're trying to find stuff, you you may be you may be having a hard time finding it, especially at most sporting goods stores right now. You know, last summer everybody up everybody bought up a lot of the terminal tackle. You know, hooks, weights, um, line, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. Make sure that you have those things now. And if you don't have them now, you know, look to find them if you're out. You know, plenty of stores sell that kind of stuff. And fishing stuff is really, I think, easier to come by sometimes than hunting and hunting stuff uh, or ammunition or anything for the shooting sports for that matter. You know, fishing stuff... You want to make sure if you're going to be switching hooks out on certain stuff. Or for those of you who build your own baits or things like that, make sure that you have your stuff. You know, uh, guys who make hair jigs or things like that, you know, this is a good time to take inventory of your tying materials. If you need a, you know, bucktail and you still have a buck tag or, uh, or a deer tag, it's a good time to go and do that. Or to find people who are just throwing that stuff away and see if they can't help you out with it. Certainly, these are all things that you can, you know, look at and say, okay, that makes that makes somewhat sense to me, Rick, and I'm going to be able to go and do some of this stuff so I'm more prepared as the next year comes in. When I look at all my fishing stuff, I take all the boxes out of my tackle box and I have them all labeled as well. It's it's a quick and easy thing. So when I put them down and I'm looking at them from the top down. I can see what it, what I'm grabbing, you know, whether it's, you know, jerk baits or Rapalas, or I even have my crank baits like deep divers, three to five feet, five to seven to feet, um, wake crank baits. Having all those things so you can go and you can just grab a box and, you know, if you if you know you're leaving a house and you're going fishing somewhere, you know, early spring. You don't want your buzz baits. You want to have crank baits that you're going to be able to use or jerk baits that you're going to be using in cold water situations that would, are going to elicit a strike a heck of a lot better. Um, and, you know, if you can get a top water bite in April, you know, hats off to you because I've never seen it. But <clears throat> that all being said, these are very small things that you can do over a Saturday or a Sunday, you know, if the weather's crappy. I'm looking out my window right now, and it's sleeting. Um, you know, if I wasn't doing this podcast, I'd probably be going through and looking at my fishing stuff, just, just to be sure. So that leads into the next point, being prepared for the next year. Being prepared for the next year is always something uh, that you can be doing. Always be preparing. You know, it's simple enough and it doesn't take a lot of time. Take a half hour, you know, one night a week or, you know, once a month. I prefer one night a week if, if it was up to me. But, uh, you know, just go down, make sure you got all your stuff ready. You've got things there that you need to. If you have bought stuff, you know, oftentimes I'll buy stuff and I'll leave it in the bags and I'll forget about it. Like, oh, yeah, you have this stuff that you still need to get out. Um if you, you know, have reels that need to be 
redone or if you need to get you know other stuff done in terms of you know finishing up repairs or putting all your spools aligned in different places so you can you know easily access them these are very small things you can do to make sure that things are going to go well for you next time and everybody's space is different you know i've been to people's places whose garages are like the Taj Mahal of, you know, organization, like they've got everything accounted for. And then, you know, I, I've been to plenty of my friends who, you know, know exactly where their stuff is, but it, it's in a, you know, a pile in the corner, you know, whatever works best for you, as long as you have an inventory of it and making sure that, you know, is going to be better for you in the long run. And it doesn't take a lot of time to go through and do some of this stuff just to ensure that you're going to have a great season the next year. One last thing that I do like to do as well is um, I will check things that need to be repaired. Um, I know I mentioned this earlier with like guns and fishing stuff, but also it's helpful to make sure and look at all your hunting clothing. You're going to be beating it to death if you don't have like real great stuff. Um, I mean, even the great stuff I saw on the page the other day, someone posted a pair of, you know, first light pants that, you know, got had a tear in them. You know, you want to make sure that you have that stuff taken care of before the next season. Um, if you fish and you have waders, or if you duck hunt and you have waders, make sure that the integrity of that's not compromised. If you have a leak, you know, figure it out, make sure that you're taking care of it. Or if you need to buy a new pair of waders, this is a great time of year to do that. January going into February, you know, there's people selling last year's models of waders and wading boots and that kind of stuff or neoprene waders, whatever, whatever you, whatever you prefer to do. But it's important to kind of just make sure that you take care of that stuff. And it doesn't take, uh, you know, it's not hard to go on YouTube and look up how to sew or something like that to ensure that, you know, if you don't have the money to go out and buy new stuff or if you don't you know, do anything like that. I know myself I'll, you know, keep a needle and thread and I'll, you know, sew up little pieces of things that I need to have uh, taken care of. It takes two, you know, two to three minutes and then it's done. Go on YouTube, look up how to sew and it's there for you. Um, waiter repair is a little bit different. Um, <laughs> you know, um, you, you might you might want to look at your uh, your waiter's warranty and uh, where you bought them from and, and stuff like that. Some of those companies are more than willing to uh, send you a brand new pair if if it's uh, you know from use out in the field and it's it's not because you you know ripped a hole on them on purpose because you got angry or something. So uh, keep that all in mind as you are finishing up your season and preparing for the next. A few other things that we are doing differently here at Fueled by the Outdoors, we've actually changed uh, the name of the page from the Elite Outdoors. To Fueled by the Outdoors. We will be featuring a lot of our content on there. That is the Facebook page as well as the Instagram page will now be known as Fueled by the Outdoors. Obviously, you have, if you're listening to this podcast, you already know the name of the podcast and you can find us there. Our YouTube page is also Fueled by the Outdoors and we hope to be bringing you a lot more content video-wise in the coming months. The idea here is that we want to create an online community for outdoors people who like all different things, hunting, fishing, hiking, biking, rock climbing, anything and everything that people who like to be outdoors get to go do. Do we, you know, 
hunting fish a lot. Heck yeah, we do. I, I you know, I think that that's a, a perfectly fine use of my time and I'll encourage anybody else to go do that too. But as we, uh, you know, kind of start this new year and as we are closing one outdoor year going into the next, if you have the ability to uh, talk to family or friends or somebody new and they say, hey, you know, I've uh, I've always thought about hunting or fishing. This is a time to kind of talk to them and show them stuff. Um, if they're looking at getting into things, obviously stuff's on sale. Help help them out. Um, you have an ability to get somebody out in in the outdoors and be healthy and, you know, get them outside of four walls of home. Go and do it. It, it you know, if, even if it's just one time, you know, one of the biggest barriers to people getting into the outdoors is not having a mentor or not having somebody there just to show them the ropes and help them out. I've had two buddies in the past week learn how to start duck hunting uh, for business trips. Uh, instead of playing golf, they said, hey, uh, we're going to uh, Arkansas to hunt ducks. I wish I had that job because, you know, that that's a dream of mine. But each of them have said like, man, I've, I've never waterfowl hunt before, but this is fun. It's also as simple as taking somebody out and shooting clay birds. This is a, you know, a good time of year. I mean, not a great time of year to do it because it's cold, but it's a good time of year to start looking into that and start planning stuff with your friends and family for the upcoming year. Looking at hunts, looking at opportunities to get them outside, looking at fishing trips, anything like that to help uh, advance the sports and to help get people into uh, the places and uh, areas that we love all that much more. So, that being said, it's been great talking to you all this week. Hopefully, Chris is back and better than ever next week, and he kicks the COVID, and he's healthy. We're going to have Aaron Satterfield on here, hopefully, with us next week to talk, uh, you know, gun care and just his overall philosophy for the outdoors and um, kind of to bring a different perspective. He's from West Virginia, and he is uh, traditionally, I believe, hunted the hills, uh, you know, of Appalachia and, you know, really has a unique perspective on the outdoors that I think a lot of people uh, will appreciate. Also being a gunsmith, he can, you know, answer a lot of questions that people may have. So uh, be on the lookout that we may have a question uh, thing for you guys to be able to uh, throw that in there and um, ask anything that he may be able to help people with as well. So that all being said, this has been Fueled by the Outdoors. I've been your host, Rick Cates. Chris will be joining me next week, uh, hopefully COVID-free, and we will talk at you later, guys.